Chrome. Flesh. Magic. Money. Corporations. Dealers. Gangs. Cults. Jobs. Death is around every corner, but there's life to be found as well in the shadows. Welcome to the City of Thorns. Episode 5, The New Job. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, before we get another Shadowrunner adventure continued with all of the drama that has been happening behind the scenes, as well as last session, I'm going to go a little bit into the other shows that are available on Infinity Break for your listening pleasure, (laughs) including last week's premiere slash beginning of season two of Speak of the Devil. Season two! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is... uh, uh, Infinite Break's first Dungeons & Dragons live play show, specifically. And uh, as a player on that show, I was expe- exceptionally excited to begin playing my Tiefling Blade Mage again, Vermal. And I also greatly missed adventuring with Dareth, our half-elf warlock, as well as Tordek Frostbeard, our dwarven ranger, played by Andrew Eagle and Christina Gray, respectively. Uh, Not to mention the good doctor, Eden Radford, our human battle medic, played by Ben Hamlin. Uh, And as our heroes now find themselves somewhat awkwardly stuck between different factions of devils in their attempts to save primary reality Waterdeep from an unknown fate. The only one who knows what our characters are in for is the devil himself, our DM, Johnny Rinaldo. Ta-da! Season two! (laughs) Join us as he weaves a tale of conspiracy intrigue and the variables between the extremities of morality. Speak of the Devil is live twice a month and available live next Sunday, July 14th at 6pm Pacific Standard Time. Now I'm going to take a step away from Tabletop to talk about our other shows that are available, such as my favorite, Sneeple at the Movies. Sneeple at the Movies is absolutely phenomenal. It is a film uh, podcast for people who actually enjoy movies. Uh, Meet Ezra K., Maddie Trumbo, I always butcher this, Gnomes? Gomez. Gomez? 
Thank you. In any event, uh, and Helena Fisher Welsh. These three casual critics will take you on a tour through film, through the lens of queer cinema, digital phantom, and growing up in an online era of media consumption. Stay tuned for critiques of film criticism, why you shouldn't make live-action movies out of animated classics, and plenty of award show hot takes. I am personally interested to see what they think of the new Mulan trailer. <laughs> In any event, Sneeple at the Movies releases every other Thursday at infinitybreak.net forward slash Sneeple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now let's go back to Tabletop. I want to talk a little bit about yesterday's amazingness that was Legends of Laia, a show I personally enjoy watching live, mostly because I can and because I'm not in it. <laughs> Just yesterday, at the time of the broadcast, I lounged about the house with a full pot of coffee to hear about the further adventures of Legends of Laia, a continent torn down the middle by a large continental rift. When the darkness begins to spill out of the gash in the earth, our heroes are tasked with maintaining the balance that holds this fractured world together. Meet Shivala, a bard with an enormous hat. Mural, a warlock who has recently wagered too much on a lost bet. Hugo, a swashbuckler, treasure hunter, who is not from France. And Petros, a half-orc paladin cop who just got kicked off the force. Together, they will be the focus of the Legends of Laia, and in charge of the fate of the continent, provided they don't kill each other on the way. Legends of Laia streams every Sunday opposite Speak of the Devil on Sundays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and is available every Friday as a podcast wherever you listen. If it helps, remember that the day before City of Thorns is Legends of Laia Day. But, all that being said, it is now time to rejoin our Shadowrunners in the City of Thorns. When last we met with them, they had experienced an entity, native, native to the wooded sanctuary areas of future Portland, near the Grotto, an actual real-world place that you can visit. But this entity gave them rather cryptic advice before bestowing a single magical rose to Alice's meat space body. Once they began to leave, the local monks gave Geist a gift of a box of reagents, for furthering his magical studies. Upon returning to the Toss Stump, an impromptu speech was given by Sasha, the holographic hyperintelligence, regarding the subject of pride, just before an armed tier police force took Rhonda into custody for the sake of getting to the bottom of local events. The next morning, a new Mrs. Johnson appeared a trusted confidant of Rhonda's who sent the runners on a breaking and entering and stealing mission to allocate a magical artifact from a Renraku-owned penthouse downtown. The runners were successful, but the job proved a little too easy for their appreciations, resulting in a mild interrogation of their job provider to ensure that the artifact was not of nefarious purposes. This resulted in her splitting out as soon as was socially acceptable after paying them and the tossed up 
staff, as she had agreed to do. What she neglected to do was to give Geist the pertinent information regarding this Renraku subject they had just stolen from. Mortimer wound up pouring Titus a hallucinogenic drink after Titus had struck out with Mrs. Johnson as well as his very own mentor spirit and conveniently experienced a blissful tour of his own psyche while under that influence. After recovering, Titus and Alice had philosophical banter about the nature of what constitutes reality, explored the paradox of the prisoner's dilemma, the details of which is available to read via our in-character chat on Discord, which you can read by becoming a Patreon subscriber to the Infinity Break or the City of Thorns Patreons. After that, Geist decided to go on a solo mission in the wee hours of the night, preparing himself for what he feels is his destiny's cause. Asking his friends and co-workers for help when he returned, the conversation quickly devolved into infighting between Titus and Alice. Things got pretty spicy this past week in the in-character chat. <clears throat> At the moment, it is 11 p.m., and Miss Ballin remains downstairs at the table, waiting to hear Geist's proposal. And that is where we continue. Titus has sequestered himself in his room, as has Alice, while Geist and Mistress Bellin sit in their favorite booth. Woo! Oh, we are ready? Okay. Yeah. Um, you have the floor, guys. <laughs> Yay! I have a floor. Um, yeah, so uh, Geist just uh, looks Bellin in the eyes and. Uh, I have to know who uh, took my light, who took away my little girl, who decided to pull the plug and let her die. People should not have this power. Nobody should have this power. It's my decision as a parent, and that's not even my power. It's my looking for, looking out for her. So you think uh, this guy from Renraku might have something to do with that? I think he knows who signed the order. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's some heavy shit. Like, can't really argue with that. Um, well, fair enough. Um, I am curious. It sounds like it's a painful subject to talk about, but uh, what 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 are what are the details here? Like, so she was taken from you, or <clears throat> when when she turned. Eight, she got. Uh, she became very ill. Mm -hmm. um, it was a new virus, something nobody's really ever seen. Me and my wife, we were, we were devastated. You know, our our little girl. It's painful to watch uh, your own your own child lie in that bed. Um, I visit her every day, so much that my attention to work started to fail. Uh, it even cost the marriage. And when I was when I was about ready to quit, they decided to pull the plug and kill her. What? Why? I all, mean, all I can think of is that they found a clause that uh, allowed them to legally not have to continue to cover for the Medicare. God, I've heard that Renraku is pretty heartless in many ways, but uh, that just about takes the cake for me. 
Mm-hmm. I feel every choice has a consequence, and because of this, I am that consequence. All right. So what you got planned? Find out who runs Renraku. Mm. That's going to be a tricky one. They hold their cards pretty damn close, don't they? Mm-hmm. Hence why I don't even know who runs it. Can't find that information on the internet. No. I figured a low-level employee can at least put us in the right direction of the next person. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, yeah, especially if they're operating locally in some capacity. I mean, at the and very least, I'd be interested to find out what he's doing here in Karasir. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the other point, is this corporation shouldn't be outreaching over here, and yet here they come. Yeah, well, that's always the constant threat. Corporations are always intruding into other countries, trying to disrupt local political or social situations so that they can make a profit. That's all they do. It's all they know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, if I have to, I will pry the information out of him. The helmet glows a little. Um, Alice's avatar isn't in the eyes, but she still speaks through it. I believe that will be more of Titus's specialty. Mm. He's good with intimidation. <laughs> Balan giggles at that. She's <laughs> like, intimidation is fun. Well, and it looks like I've asked the right people to help. Um, yeah, so Balan's just like, of course. I mean, that sounds like a noble enough cause to me, and, uh... It doesn't sound like there's very much of a payday out of this one, but uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to doing a, the occasional job for a good cause. Yeah, unfortunately, it took me all my money to flee uh, to flee Japan and come here. So since then, I've been broke. I would do much the same if someone hurt one of my family members. Mm. Now, unfortunately, he is out of town. No. I only get to plot while he's away, but that's well, fine. I can fill my time with other useful things. We do know where he sleeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but once he gets back, he's probably going to be on higher alert, considering his precious stuff is now gone. Unless we camp. Fair enough. I do have um, an agent working on uh, the register... So, as soon as he signs into his hotel room again, we'll know. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. We oh, won't. Geist, you have definitely thought quite well on this subject. Well, it is my revenge, so. <laughs> Good reason. Mm -hmm. We won't have much time between the first check in and before he realizes something's up. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, then we'll just have to act quickly whenever we get the info. Mm-hmm. I do have a van that we can all ride in. You have a van? That's that's what I went and did earlier. I went and got a van. Mm. <clears throat> oh, all right. Not bad. There's enough room in my trunk to fit a troll, but <laughs> a van could suffice. Mm-hmm. I figure that doubles as a uh, safe uh, area to uh, extract the information. Mm. How big a van are you talking about here? Um, 
why didn't he just like pulls out his com link and like googles it and just like boop <laughs> yeah and so the image that he uh, shows is uh, it's the equivalent of a Dodge Sprinter which I don't know if you've uh, ever seen those running around town but they are very very large cargo fans and uh, this particular one is about 18 feet in length but uh, it is shaped like a standard van. It's a little bit taller uh, so that you could hypothetically, if you were a shorter individual, stand in the back cargo area without bunking your head every couple of seconds. It is not tall enough for a troll or an orc necessarily, but it is tall enough for your average human height, which uh, serves Geist's needs just fine. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I figure we can also use it for later missions if need be. Maybe dress it up as a uh, a dock wagon, medical wagon. You could I also what you guys call it over here. You no, know, it's a it's a dock wagon essentially. <laughs> I have a bracelet that I often wear that is a dock wagon employee bracelet. I just recently purchased a license on my sin to be a member of dock wagon, and I happen to be a pretty decent driver. There we go. Well, that makes perfect sense, seeing as how you are easily the most caring and compassionate of our crew when it comes to others' bodily injuries. There's little hope for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Well, it's beginning to get a bit late in the evening. Is there anything else that you want to throw down on us, Geist, before we consider our options in the near future? No, that's about it. <clears throat> Fair enough. Uh, is any of this uh, conversation being forwarded over to Titus? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned in the character chat that I was tapping all the audio to Titus, whether or not he was listening to it, creating something of a voicemail, as they used to say. That's fair. Um, so, if we're uh, concluding this particular scene for the evening, um, we could close, and I will move over to a Titus-centric uh, section of narrative. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, Titus, you're in your room, correct? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, it's past 11 p.m. What are you doing? Uh, I think Titus would, after all of that, uh, do his usual broody, stare out the window for a bit, and then pretty much just go to bed to wake up early for tomorrow so he could punch a thing. <laughs> Very nice. How late do you stay up brooding and looking out the window? Uh, let's say till midnight. Okay. Around midnight, you see a familiar blue fog approaching the window, but it stops approximately two meters away, probably being held back by uh, Balan's uh, mana field shield. But uh, it it's continuously... like It's not singing a sad song. It's just exuding the idea of sadness, of not being able to go home. And uh, it kind of hovers out there. It can't really get any closer to the toss stump. And uh, after about 15, 20 minutes of that, it gradually fades away and uh, floats off into the distance until it can't be seen. And uh, there is no sign of uh, Coyote in the room. And no sign of them outside either. And then you're going to bed, question mark? Mm -hmm. 
All right. <clears throat> well, if everybody is going to bed... Well, Geist, you're not really going to bed, are you? No. What are you doing? He's going out to the van, and he's going to start carving some stuff into the interior of the of the, uh, the van. Ooh. He's pretty much going to uh, start... Uh, I'm trying to look up the word right now. Um, I think it was part of alchemy, but start car- car- uh, carving in its little insignias and other little mm-hmm. uh, spell components. Various sigils and uh, transmutation circles. Mm-hmm. You might, you might, yeah. yeah. One yeah. might, one might refer. To one might like refer that. to such as <laughs> such. Um, excellent. Uh, so before you head out to go do that, uh, Robbie's at the front door. The door has been locked for the evening, mm-hmm. and the mana barrier is up. Mm. So, uh, she's kind of like, um, what you doing? Do you have a parking garage? Uh, no. We have a parking lot. Mm. How far does this mana barrier, uh, extend to? It's approximately three feet away, like a full meter away from the exterior of the building. No further. Okay. Um, (laughs) he's gonna pull out his, um, his, his deck and start, uh, Typing in for the uh, truck to pull up just right up on the sidewalk, <laughs> as close to the door as possible. All right, fair. Okay, uh, so the uh, is it backing up? Uh, I was picturing more like sideways, so more of the van could actually fit into the the mana barrier. Okay, yeah, it's only a meter away. Oh, I know. I'm picturing like half of the van. Okay. In the in the barrier, and then the other half being just. Okay. On the side of the street. So it looks kind of like somebody was trying to just park as far over as they could for All right. for deliveries or something. Well, it's not going to be near the street. It's going to be in the parking lot. So I'm going to say, you know how like there's those concrete barriers to make sure that a car cannot drive directly into the building? Yeah. So I'm going to say that you pull up the van sideways directly on top of one of those. <laughs> it's like teetering. <laughs> so like it's kind of teetering, but it's like mostly on the exterior. And that is within the one meter barrier. Uh, so you could do some sigils on uh, that half of your <laughs> thing. Yep. Uh, and still be inside of the work. mana barrier without disrupting it. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, he um, comes up with some little knock to let uh, Robbie know that it's him. All right, fair enough. So that way Robbie can just lock the door once he's out and not yeah, yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, sure. Okay, score. Uh, she's only going to stay there for, like, maybe an hour. So, that gives you an hour of playtime before she's going to lock you out for the night. Can do. Okay, fair enough. Well, then, uh, after that, what do you do? Uh, oh, after that, he goes to bed. Okay, does he go to bed? Well, like... Because last I heard, he drug a bed into the sewer, so... That he did. There we go. <laughs> That's <Okay>. his bed. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Even though he has a perfectly comfortable room. <laughs> I appreciate this. <laughs> All right. Well, then, it is the next morning. So, the next morning, it is now Friday, July 29th, two days since the magical earthquake at Yellowstone, 2078. It's the end of a corporate work week for the plebeians, but our runners are up and beginning their day at their own leisure. 
At the moment, it is 8 a.m., and Mistress Balan and Sasha have begun sparring on the main tritio stage, the familiar sound of wood against wood echoing through the halls until about 9 a.m. Is anybody getting up? Uh, yeah, Titus is going down at around 8. Excellent. So, Titus can see that Mortimer is at the bar prepping regular soy calf today, not actual coffee. <laughs> while Rhonda is enjoying a cup and reading the news on a very large AR screen. Uh, Titus approaches the bar to sit and watch uh, the sparring mm -hmm. um, and like motions for Mortimer to come over. Uh, give me something with the electrolytes, something hydrating. All right, so Mortimer uh, silently nods and uh, trips off to the kitchen for a moment and uh, a little bit later, he comes back with a very, very orange beverage in a frosty glass. Dope. Mm-hmm. Titus uh, drinks that while he waits for uh, Sasha and Balan to finish it. Okay. So you do nothing for the next hour? Not a thing. Okay. Just sipping. <laughs> Just <laughs> sipping on the electrolytes. All right, well, uh, Balan and Sasha finish their routine and uh, uh, do, a, do a respectful bow to each other, and Miss Balan heads to the basement, making way for Titus's training session. She has, of course, left behind the uh, training whip and a roll of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing uh, as how this is a common thing for Titus now. Uh... Titus being a little, uh, let's say, frustrated from this spicy night prior, mm -hmm. uh, does not uh, bother with the whip, uh, holds his hand out for the virtual just like walks up to the stage, walks, holds his hand out for the virtual gun, and the moment it's in his hand, he just like rage fights for the next hour. All right. Like he is, uh, he is working some shit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, Sasha, of course, is going to be as ready for that as possible. Would you go ahead and roll for me uh, eight d6s for your performance today? Ooh. Titus is not good at being mad. Uh, that is no hits, two crits. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Sasha is uh, many, many steps ahead of... Uh, she, she's used to dealing with uh, Mistress Balan's rage fighting <laughs> and uh, the fact that uh, being that angry while training is not exactly conducive to a good workout. It doesn't really help out. And uh, she rolled much higher than Titus. And so as a result, uh, Titus... Uh, Titus is going to experience a lot of uh, aggravation uh, as he cannot land a single hit and uh, winds up falling on his butt a handful of times. But uh, but he's working some stuff out, and uh, so Sasha's occasionally going to be like, um, did you not hear me talking to Balin yesterday about <laughs> how... This is not a great way to do your trip. No, whatever. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> like, Sasha, like, tries to be like, hey, did you overhear that conversation yesterday? 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Okay. Um, score. So around nine thirty, uh, there's a knock at the door, and uh, Robbie opens it this time because she's actually up early enough this go around. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Mortimer kind of looks up and he's just like, oh, never mind. Robbie's got it. And uh, so Miss Johnson arrives promptly at nine thirty. Robbie lets her in. She uh, gives a nod to Robbie and strides directly over to the large table where she opens her briefcase, unleashing the array of uh, augmented reality windows around her, and she begins typing. Five minutes later, Alice will be coming down the stairs tying her bow tie. Oh, nice. Um, I also love that you have a bow tie. (laughs) It's very nice, and it was a pleasure to draw. And she'll take a seat uh, across from Miss Johnson. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, As you do that, Mortimer uh, uh, brings a soy calf over to Miss Johnson, as opposed to actual coffee, this go-around, and then just indicates to Alice uh, if they would like anything today. Alice nods, and uh, like a little tritio screen appears before her that says, cream and sugar. Like, just cream and sugar? <laughs> oh, that's all the Tridio says, but uh, she's cool. All right, Mortimer, <laughs> Mortimer shrugs and just kind of walks off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> score. Miss um, Johnson uh, acknowledges Alice's presence and like nods, makes eye contact, but does not say anything. Goes immediately back to her typing. Uh, Mortimer, who is uh, you know. Smarter than that, uh, <laughs> brings a soy calf with cream and sugar as an option. Uh, presuming, but all the same. Uh, excellent. And, uh, what was it? Okay, score. So, uh, Miss Ballin gets done with her shower at this point after post workout and joins uh, Rhonda at the table, uh, who is still reading the news for the day and uh then what what what's anybody doing uh titus is going to as soon as he finishes training and sees this Mm -hmm. uh he's gonna get a cold glass of water uh with a pitcher Mm -hmm. with all the fixins Mm -hmm. uh all the cucumbers (laughs) uh he's going to set off a two-word uh, private message to Geist. She's back. <laughs> and he's going to go sit at the table and just like reclining, drenched in sweat, and just like glaring at Alice. <laughs> Alice's facial expression is like blissfully unaware of the glaring. Like just <laughs> off in La La Land, like her facial expression almost always is. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. I almost imagine if there were wooden steps, you'd probably hear the. (laughs) (laughs) They are not, they are concrete. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They are concrete steps from the basement. But it is the. uh, more of the imagery that the sound creates of uh, guys just booking it upstairs. (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. And so you emerge from the basement. Mm -hmm. Laser grid goes down. Almost and not even waiting for it, but then he's like, oh, yeah, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> the, la- yeah. the laser grid <laughs> laser grid is cued to your GPS location within the building, oh. so as you approach it, it automatically just goes away. 
Oh, I was thinking like. Otherwise, you would be laserified. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I imagine it can calculate your speed. Yeah. <laughs> we have technology in the future. Weird. Yep. <laughs> Odd how that happens. Also, Sasha is technically in charge of its algorithms, so mm-hmm. doesn't want her fleshy friends to be, you know, mutilated Cubed. yet. Cubed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yet. I'm not the only one who can run a tech net. <laughs> All right. So, what are you doing when you hit the main room? Um, looking at Mortimer um, for the. Uh, he's just kind of pantomime coffee. Cool. And, and uh, then just like walk towards the table, just staring at the, at Miss Johnson. All right, score. So uh, Mortimer eventually comes over with soy calf, not coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if Mortimer wanted to dial things back after yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they're just out of coffee. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if Geist was more socially aware, he'd probably be like, "I'm sorry. I think I've." I've Fucked us up on the coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like Titus is quietly seething about the fact that he tried to pay for a regular shipment to the stump, and William was just a dick to him. <laughs> and he's like, "I tried to fucking fix this." <laughs> Who was a dick first, though? William. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be quite frank. William is a surly bastard anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Titus. (laughs) So he was just like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Anyway. So, the runners have all gathered around Miss Johnson. And uh, she looks up every so often as uh, people have seated. Um, But uh, she looks very judgmental this go-round. There's no trace of her politeness or pleasantries from yesterday. And, uh, she wishes you all good morning. Do you want a job today? I believe you owe me a name. We would love a job. Please excuse my Rennells. They Titus well. smirks. <laughs> They're good in the field, but they can't quite let me do the talking yet. <laughs> Last time I let you two talk, I was not given the information I was promised. We can negotiate that after we discuss this potential job. Mrs. Johnson is just (laughs) holding back so many things that she would like to say, but she acknowledges Geist and looks him in the eye and says, yes, I was supposed to give you something yesterday. I am sorry that I let my unprofessional demeanor get in the way of that. Ouch. And uh, she passes you a cred. Like a stick. Yeah. Of information. He like puts his coffee mm. cup on it and slides it over. <laughs> Excellent. Um, let me know when you inspect that information stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now he's not even going to touch it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but after that, he, uh, um, yeah, after that, he, he, like, lowers his head politely and says, thank you. That is mm-hmm. more, without touching it, but putting his hand over it to, to show that he understands that that object is more of what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now when I talk about business. Excellent. 
This job will consist of stealing pay data from a local data center. This data center is owned by a foreign company. Tonight, Friday, the end of the work week, they upload the past two weeks of local receipts to their main mother server, like clockwork, every Friday just before midnight. Your job, should you choose to accept it, and she's kind of eyeballing Titus at this point. <laughs> Titus is not breaking eye contact with Alice. Well, not eye contact. <laughs> yeah, just, the glare. The glare has not broken. <laughs> so, they upload two weeks of local receipts to their main mother server elsewhere in the world. Your job is to ensure that they have nothing to upload tonight. Their parent company revels in having the most accurate of information, so the data center, Wage Slaves, will triple check the accuracies of the files each week. And when they have triple checked the accuracy of those files, that is when the upload commences. That upload takes place tonight. So, when that data fails to manifest, it will be the workers and the guards who pay the price. Any debts incurred on those receipts will be felt by those employed by the parent company. Your job is to break in, get past security to the main core, where there is a remote access terminal. Secure the area by any means necessary. There will be guards, both corporate and rent-a-cop. The rent-a-cops might hesitate before blowing you away. The corporate guards won't. Any drones or otherwise robotic security will not either. You need to get past all of them and get to the remote access data core terminal. Geist, that's where you come in. Copy all of the pay data and transfer it to me here. She swings her briefcase around and you see a large hard drive ready to go. Titus, Alice, watches back, as this part might take a bit. Geist, once you're in, I give you the access codes to the core, and I also give you the access codes to my hard drive. It is going to be your job to redirect the copies of the pay data that you make onto your deck. Once we are done, kill the connection to me, then, for good measure, Brick the entire data core. <clears throat> no information is to leave this data center tonight. And then, all of you get the hell out of there like your lives depend on it, because it probably will. Total payout for the successful completion of this mission is going to be 15000 to each of you and to the Toss Stump for taking care of you. That's going to be 60,000 new yen in total. Successful completion of this mission, and I will also have a not insignificant bonus waiting for each of you three at the end, later tonight, as a token of my appreciation, a gesture of good faith on my part, a gift, so to speak. That is the first thing from which Titus's stare breaks, and he, he doesn't shift his head, but his eyes just like it <laughs> over to gift. <laughs> mm -hmm. I leave the details of this mission up to you. This is your job now. 
I'll be here when you complete the mission. I need to know one thing. Of course. I need you do. to know the absence of one thing. Hmm. Is it Evo? Is it Evo? The data center? No. I'm in. Hmm. Any other questions? None at all. Answer mine. Alright. So, she forwards uh, the schematics of the data center over to all of you so that you have a understanding of what the map uh, consists of as well as an approximation of how many guards are usually there at certain times. It is approximately 10 o'clock to 10.15 in the morning uh, that you're having this discussion. Uh, there are currently uh, workers there for the next uh, six to seven hours or so. Around 5.30 or 6 p.m., uh, the night shift takes over. These are the people who are responsible for the final upload at the end of the night after the majority of the employees have gone home. Anything else you need to know? Do you have any data on any of these nighttime employees? Someone who maybe we could take their SIM to gain access a little more easily? Just file in with the usual night crew? Uh, she will give you uh, the information that she has, which consists of uh, at least six employee SIMs. Beautiful. <clears throat> and you say the security shift is at 9.30 p.m.? Hmm? The, the security shift? Uh, no, the security shift is uh, roughly like, 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 so around 5.30 or 6. That's the night shift showing up. There's going to be oh, more okay. guards, but there's going to be less uh, employees, so less witnesses, essentially. Uh, vast majority of the employees are going to be there for the next six and a half hours or so. Which is also a pretty good time for blending in, but also that many more witnesses. So, your choice. Hmm. Um, about what time do they um, begin triple checking the data? Uh, that process usually gets started around 8 p.m. and will go on for the next three and a half hours before they can prepare the data for transfer to their. Uh, foreign located data center. So the upload then is 11 or 12? Around 11.30 is when the upload starts. So we need to be in the room at 11.30. Uh, or before. Can we set this up to run and get the fuck out of there before it even starts? Uh, unfortunately, I need those files being copied and transferred by Geist mm. at the moment. Because that way, it is safely located outside of your given area. So in the event that you are caught, you can hypothetically brick your entire own hard drive to deny culpability of what you have done. Hopefully it won't come that. to that, because <laughs> I understand what it's like to lose a deck such as yours. Mm -hmm. But it's a matter of getting the information out and away from them so that they cannot send it. You it seems easy. You wouldn't have a spare data bomb lying around, would you? Um, I do not. Damn. Worth a shot. 
Although I like the way that you were thinking, Geist. Well, <clears throat> so it's ten. It's ten fifteen in the morning. Uh huh. So we have at least s- like six, eight hours to plan this. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Hmm. Uh, at this point, Alice would project her tritio self into the booth as well as mm-hmm. her physical self. Mm-hmm. Titus's head shifts <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in the whole meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you too. No. <laughs> as if to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, classic smash and grab defend the hacker. Miss Johnson nods. Is there anything else that you need from me at this point in time? Negative. Thank you, deck. She closes (laughs) the briefcase, immediately gets up, and leaves. That went much smoother than last time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys' definition of smoother. (laughs) (laughs) Our options here are limited. Potential for injury is remarkable. Compensation is comparable. Yeah, it's not necessarily the best payment, considering the uh, severity of the job, but there was a completely undefined bonus gift Mm -hmm. at the end of it. We're looking at Corpsec, Rent-A-Cops, and Various Drones. Drones. Little sins, easy. I say we get spend the time between now and then getting some employee sins. We walk in like we fucking own the place, and uh, our Pied Piper goes invisible like he does. Gets into the server room, and we go about uh, business as usual. Back up in case he needs us. Sounds Three heads are harder to track than one. We have six employee sins. Perhaps we should research them, see what level of clearance they have. Mm-hmm. That is a good idea. Guys, yeah. you're good with the data manipulation. Do you want to do that? I can help. Um, yeah. Try and get me a security guard if there is one. Real quick, guys, just going to uh, shoot a message off to William asking um, how quick can he get a data bomb on a, on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Score. It's uh, 1020. I'm going to say the message will get back to you in a little bit. All right. While you consider your options. Um, Other than that, doing the research. Mm Mm-hmm. So you are uh, checking out these sins? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, So what you have access to is four uh, standard level, like, just boring-ass wage slaves. 
And uh, so you, 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 you see their information, you can see their faces, approximately oh, cool. what they look like. Um, it is a facial recognition software kind of a sin. Oh. So um, you can tell that they are employed. However, uh, the two other sins are uh, one rent-a-cop and one security guard. Ideal. Uh, one corporate security guard. Uh, so <laughs> <you> want. <laughs> the sick uh, for Titus. Rent a cop for me. Cool. See, rent a cops are on a rotational basis. You will all know as a uh, scheduling is permitted. They are outside contractors. However, corporate security, uh, they are less likely to call out sick, for instance, or miss a shift, because that might result in their very untimely demise. As opposed to a rent a cop. Where, eh, whatever, we'll get another one. They're replaceable. They're disposable. We have two sins we could assure that the corpse sec doesn't arrive. And you do. We should... Sorry. We should ensure that none of the sins that we are using arrive. Mm -hmm. For certain. So at the very least, that's three. I'm not certain if we want to use Geist as a sin. I'm so assuming we'll take Geist in invisible. He can only stay invisible for so long at the time. He will need to de-invisible occasionally. Um, are there any of the run-of-the-mill wage slaves um, mm -hmm. that would be like a... any? Well, I guess I'm trying to do research on them. Uh, anybody that has like um, kind of a proficiency with technology or computers. IT position? Mm-hmm. Ah, so basically you're looking for somebody who is the most proficient using the computer systems of that particular location. Mm -hmm. One of them is. Alright. I shall be this person. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Someone who's on IT being mm -hmm. escorted by Corpse Sec and a Rent-A-Cop. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't look out of the... wouldn't look strange accessing a computer. <clears throat> the unfortunate part is, is as soon as we find whoever is triple checking we might have to uh, prevent them from doing that they might, find me, they might find me as I'm copying files stun damage is effective so long as we remove the cameras in the area provided the cameras are removed in the area because they have facial recognition software as I said <laughs> Geist is going to pull a gun out and put it on the table, and it's got a little eyeball with a line through it. We can not be seen when you shoot somebody. <laughs> Alice is just looking at the gun. That's called being sneaky. No, I mean, hey, I like the <laughs> It actually holds out one of the bullets, and it's like all engraved with the, the little sigils and um, alchemy runes on it. Hey, we should talk about you making me some of it. He loads it back in, puts it in. <laughs> I also have a not hearing one, too. Oh, good. We should definitely sp speak later. A uh, mage that is ensorceling guns and ammo. I've never heard anything going bad with that before. Well, I wrote a thesis on the, the coupling of technology and magic. Got me my first job. Geist has never done wrong by us. Let's trust him. I'm not going to say not. I'm just pointing out the dangers. 
Oh, I'm saying one of you guys can shoot people with this. And Titus, oh. since you volunteered. <laughs> uh, Titus's eyes light up. <laughs> All right, but can I just use my gun? Um, I mean, I imagine the bullets fit. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. He just pulls out the, the clip and kind of tosses you the no-hearing one. Um, uh, Titus, like, smiles big looking at it. What does this one do? Remember that day at the bar when nobody could hear each other talk? Yes. Just be careful because it is an uh, area of effect, so if we're in it, we can't hear. <laughs> uh, you see Titus uh, take out uh, a couple of his revolver speed loaders and he pops one bullet out of each of them and po- pops a silencing one into each of them so they're in his rainbow loadout the chaos gun is coming with Geist no that's fair Oh, that's fair. Oh, it's chaos gun. It's a chaos bullet, but you know. Chaos bullet. I've been working on this for a month. Oh. <laughs> yep. It's like but regardless, <laughs> we'll have to wait until that time comes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. Regardless. What's your plan look like? It sounds like you've come up with something relatively solid. We need to visit three people and make sure they don't show up to work. All right. And I'm, uh, <laughs> because it's going to take so long to run all of that, how would you like to do it and then I make you roll for it? I think for the, um, for the, uh, z- wage zombie, uh, I think I can fa- fast talk him into letting him know his schedule's been changed and he doesn't need to come in today with a tridio call. All right, fair. fair. Uh, for the rent a cop and the corpse sec, stun damage is effective. <laughs> but would the corporate security be stunned long enough? I think that might have to be a more permanent solution. Because <clears throat> him not showing up to a shift is going to result in him. Yeah, Shadowrun doesn't have a lot of rules about, uh, <clears throat> like, stun damage lasts for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. but uh, it's rather fuzzier on the logic of render them in a coma for 24 hours. Ooh, oh. you just, oh no, there are chemicals for that. Please. I know there are, Titus. I am sitting here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, a I little, know there are, Titus. I, I can make sure that he doesn't wake up. It's fine. Cold slab and we have Titus show up in their stead. And... The rent-a-cop? I figure we do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, just tell him uh, today he's moved to a new uh, location. Might as well. Yeah, I'll fast-talk the rent-a-cop and the uh, zombie, and we'll uh, do some unfortunate business with the corpse sec. All right. The thing about corpse sec is you never feel too bad about anything you do to them. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No, they full-on have aligned themselves with whatever their corporation does. All right, so let's fast-talk a few people. Mm-hmm. All right. Who are you starting with? Zombie. The wage slave. Got it. The zombie. Uh, so they... Uh, I'm going to have you roll me uh, 66. Okay. And uh, then explain to me how your tridio call is going to go. 
I got one hit and one glitch. Okay. Um, just calling them up as their secretary, like as a secretary, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. letting them know the schedule's been changed. You've been shifted to the next to the next weekend. Um, sorry about the short notice, and hope you enjoy your day off. Nice. Uh, so they don't pick up the video call, and it goes to message, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because who picks up fucking phone calls nowadays? Well, also, <laughs> if you know it's from work, I never Especially pick up Especially if you know it's from work. <laughs> oh, yeah, you leave a message, man. You either text me or leave me a message. Yeah. And uh, so that happened. All right. I'll hit up the, uh, the Rent-A-Cop as well. Okay. Score. If you could do uh, eight D6s, that would be preferable. And then describe how you do that. All right. Uh, on the eight d6s, I got five hits and two glitches. All right. So, are you gonna call him up? Yeah, yeah. I, I um, Tridio, and I'm, uh, yeah, a Tridio message. Uh, I've got this person's name, right? Yeah, yeah. He's immediately gonna pick up and just like, hello, what, what, what's going on? What? Hi. Oh, Frank. Hello. It's good to hear you. Uh, sure. What's going on? Hey, what do you need? Uh, I talked to the superior and I'm taking over your position over at, uh, the place. What? Yeah, no, I traded you. I traded what? you. Oh, no. oh, oh. So where am I going? You're, you're going down south. South where? South Portland. Oh. Okay, well, we, we, we work in South Portland. Yeah. Yeah? So, so more? More? No, no, you're going to South Portland. You're, you're going to South Portland. Where? The canning factory. <sighs> hate that job. Hey, look, look, I'll give you, like, my next vacation day, I promise. What? Yeah. Wait, who is this? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, duh. Oh! I think I remember a Thomas. Tom- Thomas, like, an entire Thomas- vacation day, though, right? Thomas French, yeah. All right. All right, send me the details of that then. Yeah, I got it. So wait a minute. So I'm going to the cannery today. Yeah, you're going to the cannery today. God damn it. Um, same time. Same time. <sighs> All right, at least I'll be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. It's like he had to double check that he was going to a place he hated. <laughs> wait, so the cannery place, right? Yeah. Oh, I hate the cannery place. <laughs> I hate that place. <laughs> All right, that's two of two. Uh, for the corpsec, uh, Titus is going to shoot off a message to William. Okay. Private. Before that happens. All right. Before that happens, because you've reminded me of William, guys gets a message back from William saying, "Yeah, I got one or two laying about. How much? Seven hundred each. I'll take both." All right, you now have two data bombs. Yay, and I'm broke again. <laughs> Yay, I'm broke again. <laughs> okay, Titus, uh, to William, since apparently now he's answering messages. Uh, <laughs> Titus shoots off a private to William. I need something specific, and I need it as quickly as possible by noon, if you can. I would like a set of metal manacles with an auto injector and a biometer. Nice. Very nice. All right. 
choice. It takes about a minute and a half, but uh, he sends you a message back. He's like, yeah, that'll cost you about 2000 I've got one in the med bag. Done. Deal. Why does he have one in the med? I don't know. <laughs> An auto-injector in the med bay. Well, there's any number. Calls. Yeah, there's any number of reasons for that. And biometers are really uh, uh, easy. Um, Geist, can you take a basic biometer, hook it up to an auto-injector, and say, set it to inject if someone becomes conscious? I believe so. Excellent. Set the, height, the heart rate as the, um, as the linchpin for it to... Well, biometers can, like, read all the things. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, mm -hmm. you can set it to all of the things. Oh, I just meant when you go from resting heart rate to waking mm -hmm. up, yep. it's just going to inject you again, push yep. you back down. Mm -hmm. And with that, I'm going to go to my room and work on a little concoction. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, William's going to come up in a couple of minutes and uh, basically hand that off to you, hand that off to you. Uh, although yours is, <laughs> yours is basically just like, here is a program. What are you up to? I don't, <laughs> I it's I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, so while we're still talking, so the way I picture this going down is I'm going to work on my little concoction. I'm going to knock this guy out in his own apartment. I am going to secure him with the manacles. Uh, that should take care of him and his memories for about 16 to 24 hours, depending on how, he re how uh, good at drugs he is. I think that should be enough time. Agreed. That's right. And uh, just so we're clear, no one's going to have a heavy heart if we accidentally overdose this guy. I honestly think... Um... What are the dangers of overdose? Death? 50-50. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, we've got a biomonitor on him. A biomonitor, be... and he looks at guys, will not be set to check his tolerances, uh, no. just to administer. I want a I notification if his heart rate stops. I feel like we're putting way too much time into someone we can just murder and be done with. If we cannot murder, I would prefer not to. Killing Corpsec is a great way to have assassins come after you. But then we just make it look like someone else. Like the one of the other wage slaves or the rent-a-cop. Let's try not to carve a bloody path. Alright. Just saying. Don't have to deal with corporate security officers coming after us if they somehow don't overdose. If they're somehow I, not alive. <laughs> I'm hoping they don't overdose. That's oh, why I'm subscribing oh, to the oh, bio okay. monitor. Oh, okay. All right. So, Sorry, um, I had that backwards. Yeah, no, we're definitely hoping they don't. Uh, but I'm just saying it. What I'm going to put together to make sure that they're down <laughs> might. Uh, so with that, Titus, uh, unless there's anything else, Titus is going to go up to his room to... Guy says... Or, Geist and Titus have everything that they need in order to, uh, according to what they have asked for. I will need a ride in a bit. <laughs> Should we test out my new van? Sure. Oh, shit, I need a rent-a-cop uniform. Mm. Uh, could you get me the... Wait, I could just wear yeah, my... Just wow. My super cool armor, right? Probably need to wear a corpse sack. Alright. Uh, try and find me something with a full face mask, if you can. Uh, I'm just getting the rent-a-cop armor. Could you not look for both while you're out? Aren't you going to go knock out this guy? Oh, yeah, I could just take his uniform. Take his uniform. Mm -hmm. All right. 
And you won't need to cover your face because we're gonna make the sins look like us too. Right. Yeah. Right. Great. Uh, I guess I'm gonna go about trying to find, get my hands on a rent-a-cop uniform. Maybe calling up Diamond Jack. It is not gonna be that terribly difficult to find a rent-a-cop outfit. Great. Yeah. Also, uh, I really don't feel like playing Diamond Jack right now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> because. I kind of don't like him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's also busy trying to find a cure for the vampire right, virus. Right, yeah. So right. it's just oh, like, that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh my god, he's such an arrogant schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he can acquire a rent-a-cop outfit for the particular occasion. Um, and uh, as luck would have it, it fits. Oh, great. Yay. Bonus. Uh, not that anybody would look at you differently if you had a ill-fitting one, because whatever. You're a rent-a-cop. Who cares? Oh, such a lovely future we live in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be bringing my full-body armor with me mm. in my polyurethanium poncho, like, wrapped in that. Yeah. As sort of like a backpack. Mm-hmm. Put it in a backpack. Fuck, I need a suitcase. <sighs> I hand you my suitcase. Hey, thanks. It's like an Ares fashion line shield attaché case. Nice. Guy's just gonna be like stuffing his armor in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Having difficulty closing so it. So glad it's armored. <laughs> Score. So, what are you doing about Corpse Sack? Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll drive get that uh, thing. Titus to the place and be waiting in the car for ba- as backup. Okay. Wearing when Titus body comes body down armor. from the stairs, guys has like the little bio meter just reading his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I got bored. There you go. <laughs> um, what's going on? So Titus is gonna make two cocktails. All right. Uh, one is for his uh, finger compartment. All right. Uh, he is going to make two capsules of this. One okay. for his finger. One for his gun. All right. Uh, just in case. Uh, the first one is a blend of slab and lays. Okay. Okay. He is going to make a dosage for the auto injector. That is two doses that can be administered separately if need be. Okay. And that is going to be a concoction of lays, heroin, and bliss. <laughs> Oof. Uh, to make it look recreational. Wow. Clever. All right. Trigger warning, everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the. Shadowrun version of... No, no, it's it's sci-fi, so it's different. Uh, (laughs) But, injectable. Anyway, point is... Alright, so you're ready to take this guy out. What are you going to do? With that, I'm going to get into my regular ass clothing. uh, Not the heavy armor invisible shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Going to be wearing a brown trench coat. Uh Uh-huh. as to not be exceedingly obvious. No, brown is very fashionable and blends in with everything. And um, so I've got this guy's sin. I know his name, first and last. You got his name, you got his face, you got his address, you know where he lives. Uh, is it an apartment? It is a upscale luxury apartment. Gotcha. So, minimal security. Um, He's still just a security guard. He's just a corporate security guard, so... He gets the perks of a relatively nice apartment. Hmm. 
in that case, um, do I know how, like, we haven't talked a whole lot about, like, restricted gears type stuff. Okay. If I wore my chameleon suit, mm -hmm. uh, would that seem more like this is an illegal Shadowrunner? Or would it be like, oh, some, like, high up security shit is going down and I should, like, stay out of this way? Or would I just get, like, pulled over by a cop immediately? Uh, if you're wearing a chameleon suit and it is active... Not active. Yeah, unactive, so it just looks like full body... Yeah, it just looks like armor. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Cool. Excellent, marvelous, mar wonderful. No, no, no. Thanks for checking in, but yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, you're, I am going to wear that. great. <laughs> uh, that way I can have full facial coverage. Yeah, and once the chameleon is activated, nobody's going to be asking those questions anyway. Yep. Dope. Uh, so yeah, so I suit out in that. I do not bring the rifle, because obviously... Ah, uh, good. Um, yeah. Alright, score. I'm ready. Cool. So, how are you doing this? Are you doing this solo, or are you asking for backup? Are you just going in there to take this guy out by yourself? Um... I mean, I'm I'm planning on being emergency backup. I'm in the car nearby. Yeah, so we're, we're together. Tailor. I'm thinking the plan is that I walk in. I'm pretty good at face stuff. Uh, I just go, I'm looking for Walter, whatever his last name is. Yeah, Stevenson. Walter that say. plant. <laughs> uh, Walter Thornison. That works. <laughs> well, I, I'm... Uh, just being very, like, grim, menacing to the front desk staff. Uh, Walter Thornington's, Thornington's room, please. There is no front desk staff. No. This is a, like, it's... it's oh, I have, his, I have his apartment number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go yeah, to the apartment. Yeah, you can just go. Exactly. I'm just gonna go to the apartment, knock on the door, and mm -hmm. uh, handle the situation as it comes. Alright, fair enough. So... Not that I had a name for him, but let's go with Walter. Yeah. Let's just go with Walter. Good, good last name. Yeah, so I... Uh, knock on the door? Walk through the place. I uh, knock on Walter's door. Score. Uh, so you can hear uh, you can hear a slide uh, aside from the, uh, the, the little hole for seeing who's at the front door. And he's just like, what is it? Uh, Walter Thornington. What? I'm uh, here to talk to you about your assignment. What are you talking about? It might be better if we'd speak indoors. All right, give me a second. And then you hear the you hear the door unlock. It's like <laughs> and then the door opens, and she's like, "Who are you with?" I think you know who I'm with, Mr. Thornington. Fine. What's going on? Uh, as I said, I think it would be better if we spoke indoors. He opens the door further. You can see he's holding a gun. But he allows you to come in. He just kind of gestures with the gun towards the couch. Uh, Titus goes and sits down on the couch very upright and businessy. Uh... The man stands across the room from you. Uh, might I have a glass of water, Mr. Thornington? Sure. Kitchen's over there. Uh, Titus goes to the kitchen. Is it away from his view in any way, shape, or form? Uh, no, no, no. The kitchen is within view. He is, uh, he's essentially standing next to, uh, the mantelpiece, 
which is opposite the couch that he offered to you. Mm -hmm. The kitchen is directly behind that, and you can, like, it's somewhat obscured, like, from the top up, so he wouldn't be able to see your head, but he would be able to see your main mm. mid-torso. There's kind of like a bar stool area. Mm -hmm. You know, like a like a, like a a decent apartment. I, uh, I like that design, actually. Titus uh, leans down to uh, look at him. Uh, glasses? Like, point, like witch cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> and he points to the sink behind you, where there are clean ones drying. Uh, he takes one out, fills it up with water. One for you as well. I'm fine. I'd rather get to the point. Well, as you know, uh, the data center is sensitive. Uh, mm -hmm. So we don't like making it public when people's assignments or roles are modulated. Modulated, huh? What's up? We're taking you off this job. The fuck? I have busted my ass for this job. Mr. Thornington, I appreciate this, but I bought it for what I sell. sell I, I bought it for what I sell, what it was sold to me for. I'm not the person that makes these decisions, and I think that you're smart enough to know that. <sighs> He's just swearing and muttering under his breath. Fine. What does that mean for me? What's the end game here? The end game is there will be some shuffling of some cards, and in the meantime, you'll be on a short, partially paid vacation. Partially paid? Well, they certainly aren't going to pay you full for not working. What percentage? They've prepared me to offer you 50%. So you're, how long? How long is this going to be? How long until I'm full-time again? Unfortunately, Mr. Thornington, that time period is indefinite. So you're telling me I have to move now, is what you're telling me. You're telling me I've got to uproot my entire life for this corporation. I'm not saying that explicitly, Mr. Thornington. I'm saying that you could have a new full-time position in the company that pays even better in a day. You could need to hold out for a little bit longer. The fact that the corporation is willing to pay you while you aren't working, I think, speaks to their value of your work. I think that you know that many people in this situation would not be so fortunate. Fine. Uh, Titus stands up, having not drank the water at all, sets it down, and holds out his hand for a handshake. <laughs> the guy just kind of grumbly about it, and finally just sets the gun down to do an honest-to-God handshake. And... <laughs> yes! And like that, he is out like a light. <laughs> uh, Titus secures the manacles, um, does a quick visual uh, scan for any sort of recording devices, mm -hmm. uh, anything like that, and... You can roll for it. Yeah. Cool. The perception is what? Uh, logic willpower? Uh, yes. Uh, do I roll anything extra for having, like, extra vision modes, or I, you, I'm sure you can just... No, I'll just give it to you as an aspect of your per, your ability to percept. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and use a point of edge. After? Yep. Alright. Uh, that's two hits, no glitches. Alright, score. 
Uh, you find a couple of like e- easy listening devices. Uh, <laughs> uh, you find a couple of them, but uh, as far as you can tell, they are his own personal and not necessarily affiliated with an outside corporation. But honestly, you don't work on it that hard. So, yeah. Uh, you can dispose of them if you want, or you can just leave them be. I'm going to find each of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to message down to Alice. We've got uh, rudimentary listening devices. Can one of you uh, backtrace these? Yeah, I'll try. Motherfucking professional. <laughs> I'm so proud of that back and forth. Nice. Uh, where is my hacking roll? All right, back tracing this. Mm-hmm. I received two hits, one glitch. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know that those uh, listening devices connect to a deck that is somewhere in the apartment. Ooh. Um. Can I probe for the note of the deck? Sure. That is a different thing. Um. <laughs> also, for the record, when Titus does the uh, handshake uh, mm-hmm. drugging, uh, he's gonna ve- like catch him and very gently put him down on the couch so on that the like couch. no neighbors heard like, oh, there was a loud thump. But <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, for all you know, the neighbors could also be all like, he's loud all the time. I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, probing for the node. Mm-hmm. I got. Two hits, one glitch. All right. Same story. Score. Uh, so the deck that is associated with the listening device is on the coffee table next to his unconscious body. Coffee cool. table, deck. Uh, should they just swipe it? Yeah. All right. Uh, Titus <laughs> tugs away the deck, uh, secures the manacles on our guy. Mm-hmm. Um... He is going to uh, lay out some of the paraphernalia around the apartment mm-hmm. uh, to make it look like it's mm. his. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else should I do to be thorough? Play rock and roll music. Smash the listening devices. No, because that, that's... So I don't even want to take the deck because I want it to seem normal. So mm-hmm. if he's missing the deck, he knows something happened. Drop the deck in the toilet. I drop the deck in the toilet. The toilet or the bathtub? The bathtub. I don't oftentimes give you ideas, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what's gonna, what's gonna contain an entire deck? Yep. Uh... And in the bathtub, I'm just going to, uh, like, give Alice my visual feed and say, point out the uh, hard drive. Uh, I do so. And I'm just going to, like, break it. Cool. You're going to break it. How's that? So, like, kind of put it in the tub in a way that I could just sort of, like... Oh, snap it? Snap it uh, yes. like at that exact point to make it look like it fell and broke. Nice. Very well done. Um, and I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Excellent. So, is there anything else that you three need to do 
before going on your mission? We've got Databomb, we've got Corpsec, we've got... Oh, I'm going to look for his uh, uniform. Ah, yes. You should take that. Yeah, yes, I, I mm-hmm. take the uniform. Mm-hmm. It kind of fits. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go to the tailor. Do you have yeah. chameleon coating on any of your guns? Yes. Good. You should make them look like say, a uniform it's, gun. It's a little bit bigger on you. You could wear your armor underneath it, feasibly. Ooh. It's a choice. You wouldn't be able to wear your uh, <laughs> your awesome jacket, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously. I was thinking more like the chameleon suit underneath it in case I needed to disrobe and get out. Mm, fair. Uh, though point. I wouldn't want to leave evidence behind. <laughs> Sweet. You've been hacking the sins to make their faces look like ours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna set up a subroutine on the biometer. Mm-hmm. And if the heart line, if the heart flat lines, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just setting up a subroutine to just call, like put in an anonymous tip to like uh, an emergency service through. That you could route it through one of their neighbors who is concerned, but also doesn't give a shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy sounds like a real winner. Yeah, I mean, corpse sec. Well, he yeah. wanted something. <laughs> True. Being a corporate stooge. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they treat him good. Until today, when yeah. he found out that he is not going to be having a job. At least you let him know that he doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah, and then he might also be. Uh, I also <laughs> drugged him with something that was going to erase that memory. <laughs> oh. So, as far as he's concerned, that conversation never happened. Well, no. He's just going to wake up 16 hours later having no idea how he missed a day of work. And also why they're trying to kill him. <laughs> and also why he has uh, an addiction now. <laughs> and no uniform. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. The, there's liability in that because if he finds lice in his blood, he'll realize he did pixie, like, pixie dust or something like that, which is a drug that's recreationally used but makes you forget you used it. Yeah. That sounds like a very easy drug to OD on. It's a super easy drug. Oh, yeah. You, uh, hey, you well, have to you set out <laughs> the amount that you're going to do in a night before you do it <laughs> separate from your stash. Yeah, because I just imagine, like, you would just, like, Hey, I'm some? missing some stuff. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't remember if I did any or not. Do more. Hey, I don't remember if I if I did any or not. Do more. I already yeah. have that problem with candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like candy. That's how I feel about the first time I had medicated popcorn. Oh, mm-hmm. I heard that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good, but it is a rapid spiral. Oh yeah, because you're like, this popcorn's really delicious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm hungry. Here. Now I've got the munchies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, there's popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So, anyways. So anyway, are y'all ready for doing the actual mission? Might as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> it is about that time.